now it's time to play... and Bill Coleman to episode 15 of the Soccer Talk Lads podcast. The time has finally come, and we know now that the team we will be rooting for will be St. Louis City FC. We've got a name, we've got a crest, we've got colors. We've even got an eccentric German sporting group. This team's finally got some juice, and we're excited to talk about it, so let's kick off. And the glamour, give me these with a rubber hammer. My grandma bees, ebonics, gin, tonic, and chronic. Fuck bionic, it's ironic. Slamming niggas like tonics. Lunatics to the day I die. I run more game in the pool of sonics. Going down, down, baby. Go straight in the rain. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Soccer Talk Lads podcast. Today is Tuesday, August 18th. We've entered a new era in St. Louis soccer, as we will discuss momentarily. But first, introduce you to... Our co-host Ian Peters is here. He just lost a three-legged race to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, pardon me. Ian, how's defeat taste? Um, I don't know. It's all right. You know what? <laughs> those two, those two young, those two young whippersnappers leave a lot of speed. That's uh, that's true. That's, that's what everyone says. Everyone's been saying they're yeah. shifty and and the surprising, surprisingly athletic. Justin, I hear you've graduated from leading virtual runs to performing virtual open heart surgery. How's that going? That's correct. Uh, pretty good. The skills are very transferable, as you I, would I would assume it's pretty much one-to-one. It uh, is, yeah. And my <laughs> name is Stephen Ground. Last week, fun fact about me, I spent a whole week in Pittsburgh without ever visiting Pittsburgh. So, you know. Spent the entire time in Cranberry Township. Or Mars, Pennsylvania, and not one second in Pittsburgh proper. So, I think I did it right. I think I, I think I did. It. I stayed pretty much in the Chesterfield of Pittsburgh. Got away um, from all those Yinzers. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we did go to Permani Brothers because apparently those are are chained enough to have a location out in the burbs. So, pretty much did the whole experience without any of the Penguins fans. Our hotel, I know this isn't a hockey podcast, but I'm going to say this anyway, directly across the street from where the Pittsburgh Penguins would have uh, been practicing had it A, not been a national or global pandemic, and B, had they not already been eliminated from the so playoffs by the time so close, Stephen. I arrived there. So pretty close. Almost, <laughs> almost, almost saw Sidney Crosby is basically the uh, moral of that story. But we've got more important things to talk about today because the St. Louis... Hashtag MLS for the Lou, hashtag bring soccer to St. Louis, hashtag I'm just making up hashtags now. St. Louis's STL City MLS team has a name now, and it is STL City, St. Louis City, SC for, you know, soccer club, not for something else that I couldn't come for up with. Soccer anymore. capital. The big reveal happened, uh, what was it, on the 13th, so a few days ago now. And um, we've got a name, we've got a crest, we've got colors. It's a lot to talk about. The team will be known as St. Louis City SC. It was selected from over 6,000 fan submissions. 
and by claim of their press release, they say the name is rooted in the city's rich soccer tradition as America's first soccer capital. The name celebrates the area's diverse, iconic neighborhoods and proud heritage while capturing the region's recent growth and cultural renaissance. I don't know how it does any of those things. It's rooted in the fact that it is a city. The city of St. Louis is objectively a city, so therefore it it works. The name is great. (laughs) I I like how it celebrates the area's diverse, iconic neighborhoods by specifically only naming one of them. (laughs) <laughs> this feels this really feels to me like just the press release not the whole thing the whole thing has some cohesion but the press release really feels like it was united and then like at the last second they were like what if we did city or like man you was like no you can't be st louis city and they were like oh we're, we're real sorry we won't do that but the rest of it seems pretty good uh the colors there will be four primary colors that will identify the team city red River Blue, Energy Yellow, and Arch Steel Gray. Uh, Justin, are there any, like, C or D-level soccer teams that we might have stolen those colors directly from? They stole it directly from uh, Minneapolis SC's third academy team. They're, like, they're searching. They're searching for ideas. They couldn't pick out the uh, just really easy red-blue color. They needed something else. They said, hey... We like this D-level academy team from a unincorporated soccer team. We love it. We're going to make them our colors. And they did, and they stole it. And that's the story. That makes sense to me. That was what was tweeted, so it must be true. <laughs> uh, we... And for, for you, look a little bit confused. What had happened was, is that somebody, and by somebody, I mean the Minneapolis SC Twitter account, uh, tweeted out that they stole it from them. Yeah. Obviously in jest, but some people took it seriously. I, think, I took it seriously. I think as as, as one does in soccer Twitter. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we this being obviously an audio medium, we cannot share with you the visual of this city's crest. But uh, presumably, if you've come this far, you've already seen it. Of course, the shield is um, emblazoned with a design that looks like the arch, kind of over overseeding the confluence of the Missouri and Mississippi rivers. As it does in real life. (laughs) What'd you say? As As it does does in real life. life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, All very kind of a minimalist design, but with a little bit of a classic feel on the shield. St. Louis City boldly displayed on the right in white of the uh, white text on the red background. I distinctly note a lack of either energy yellow or arch city gray arch steel gray on this particular crest so i don't know where well okay so the gray is that i think the sc oh no it's not on one of the crests the sc was gray but the lack of yellow does give me a little bit of pause because i thought it looked good with the mock-ups that i saw with a little bit of yellow highlights to it mm-hmm. i think that would have set it apart but it's not there and it leaves me slightly disappointed yeah i don't know it. what the plan is there i do i saw the one you sent out where it was just the yellow line dividing the two halves of the crest I like that a lot. So I don't know what the mm-hmm. plan is. Maybe there's maybe they're going to build on this. Maybe it's a, a primary crest and they'll have a secondary crest. Whatever the case. Um, more from their propaganda press release here. Word mark. They say that prominently leads with city as the team name. So, you know, <laughs> probably hoping we just refer to this team as city the same way that Manchester City would refer to city as city. Doubt that's going to happen, but we'll see. Uh, Soccer club, soccer capital. SC has double meaning, standing for both 
Soccer Club and Soccer Capital. It is our name and it is our history. You know what? I think I would have appreciated it more if they just said Soccer Capital. That would have been kind of a baller move, but <laughs> had to hedge their bets. Top of the shield follows the shape of the gateway arch. The two sure rivers are the everything horse... does. <laughs> the two rivers or the horizontal lines represent the two rivers that define our region, the Mississippi and the Missouri. As Justin says, to hell with the Merrimack. Am I right? Uh, also, to hell with the Illinois River, and I don't know. There are probably other smaller rivers, but you know, screw them, right? Um, River de Pair. Yeah, yeah have we forgot? Have we forgotten? Just because there's no water that runs through it does not mean that there's not a river. There is water sometimes. I will sometimes it doesn't smell that. I much. will tell you that no team that purports to celebrate the area's diverse, iconic neighborhoods and proud heritage would ever forget the River de Pair. So I think this project is it's the only actual river in the actual city. That's so right. I think this project is morally bankrupt from the start. <laughs> Uh, finally, the gateway arch, the abstract representation of the iconic landmark is used to create movement and a connection to the rivers from the St. Louis city flag. I'll tell you what, not that abstract because it's hard to make an abstract <laughs> representation of a thing that is literally just an arch. Um, but we you know, love the arch. That's right. Give them points for, give them the points for trying. Uh, guys, we've waited, I don't know how long it's been now anymore, like a year, I think. Um, at least nine or ten months since the original official You've Got a Team coming in 2022, now 2023. We finally have a name. We finally have a crest. Justin, Ian, both of you, whoever wants to start. How do we feel? What do we think about this? I'll let Ian take this away. I, I, I in this order, I enjoy the colors the most. Mm -hmm. Uh, the... The, I don't know. I actually, the crest has grown on me. I think the crest comes right after the colors. I think the name is dead last for me. And it's not, it's not bad, but it's just, there's St. Louis City SC. I enjoy that there's an SC. I enjoy that we're not FC because this is America. This is soccer. Um, I kind of enjoy the fact that it's soccer capital as well, which seems like a big FU to the other 27 teams that you've at least had a, a team or the other 27 seasons had a team before us. Um, and I would, I would suspect that new England teams probably have some sort of claim to being a soccer capital at one point or another. Uh, but you know, what? I, I enjoy that, but it seems very wordy. There's a lot of words. And as much as I didn't want us to be St. Louis United, cause there's like at least three or four other MLS teams that are United. It also seems to fit the bill with, everything they've given to us in these press releases and in these teasers and we're all these different little neighborhoods, you know, put together and we are the city, which a lot of these neighborhoods aren't, uh, <laughs> just seem to go the opposite direction, but I think it'll grow on me. But again, I think I like the colors the most. I got to say at first I was like, these are Cardinals colors, which is fine. You know, pick one and run with it. You know, Rams and blues, those were the same colors for a long time, but, uh, I enjoy that it's this kind of, I don't even know, I haven't been able to describe it to people, purple red? Mm -hmm. Like, because it's not, it's like yeah, kind, it's kind of, of pink, like a, but then people think like bright highlighter pink. I'm like, no. I don't know what like this is. like a cherry tomato sort of red. Yeah, it's very. I'm sure there's a city in one of the Pokemon regions that is named after this color. <laughs> That's, I, I'm. The research. Multiple, probably, I assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree on the color aspect of it. I do think 
There's something about it that it's not just red and blue, which could be very boring. I think they chose shades of it that make it really pop. Um, I do like that color red. It looks good on a sports car, as we noticed. Mm. <laughs> yeah, which we'll discuss. I never, found, I never found one of those audios. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Justin, what are your overall thoughts before we dig deep? Lads, if you look at the show notes, you will notice that I just pasted the logo of the Lambert International Airport. Oh Which no, he wants to leave the city. To me. <laughs> <laughs> they look very similar. That uh, I think if we're talking about logo theft, that Lambert has a case here of uh, potential theft <laughs> with the use of the arch and the uh, thing flying into the arch, just like the rivers. Um, but besides that, I, I like it. I like the colors. I would love to see them incorporate more yellow. That's kind of my bag. Um, St. Louis City SC is fine. I don't think you're ever going to hit that out of the ballpark. Because if you want non-traditional, people are going to be mad that it was a dopey name. And I don't think that ages well. I think St. Louis City SC ages pretty well, even if it's mm. kind of boring to start with. That's kind of my thought. I like it. It's I would say it's not an A+, probably like a B, but I dig it. I think it will grow on us too. Yeah, I will I say if it's... you look at the MLS uh, website and they put like the four teams that haven't started playing yet off to the right, there with all the other badges or you know all the other crests it does it does fit very well in that tiny little pixelated view so it's like it fits with the brand that is the mls it's better than chicago and that's all that i really care about does sacramento oh, yes. have a crest or does it just or like did they give so they, up so assuming that they go with the same because they're going to stay as the sacramento republic so they have a team in the US in the USL right now. Ah, okay. So assuming that they stay with the same crest, they might not because Nashville and Cincinnati both changed their crest when they came out to the MLS. But I will paste that in the chat right now. Don't mind me. Just stalling for a little bit of time. <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, you mentioning the website, Ian, is my uh, semi-annual reminder that MLS is too damn cheap to buy MLS.com <laughs> from whoever owns it. Oh, oh, it's not MLS.com. Don't get it. Don't even think about going to MLS.com. Yeah, no. MLS oh, no. Soccer, Major League Soccer, Soccer.com. And it, I'll tell you, it's not even, yeah, it's not even MLS Soccer. It's not even ML Soccer. It's MLS Soccer.com. Exactly. Okay, so I posted that Sacramento Republic link. So I kind of like the Sacramento Republic logo. That's in the show notes now if you guys want to take a look it's yeah, not bad I do like that it's pretty cool i think it could use a little bit of like updating a little bit uh, a little like bit of the, updating for when they come up i like the uh overall feel of it for sure especially how it says herbs indomita at the bottom because i know what that means um i'm very learned i have no idea what that means i think i agree with everything you all said about this crest i Really think if you were going to go St. Louis City, just commit and drop the SC. The SC seems very superfluous to me. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like everybody, most of the teams in the MLS have gone the really, um, the really like, oh, let's try and steal, you know, a, a traditional soccer name sort of thing. Uh, you know, Atlanta United, Chicago, well, Chicago Fire doesn't count, but like FC Cincinnati, <laughs> FC Dallas, et cetera. Um, and I think I'd rather, you know, we stick out a little bit from that, but I think I, I would prefer what we have over choosing something 
trying, you know, trying to choose a mascot, quote unquote, and maybe taking a risk on swinging and missing there because you really can't recover from swinging and missing there. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, th- I think it's better to go a little generic and play it a little safe uh, and really na- and really nail some of the colors and designs and stuff like that um, than to try and do, you know, uh, well, I mean. St. Louis Capybaras was the obvious win, but beyond mm. that, if you'd tried like archers or something, that would have been a real fail. Uh, and so I'm glad they missed missed on that. Uh, but you know, it does feel like I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but it feels like we talked a lot about kind of the uh, appearance that this team had sort of stagnated, and this feeling that we really had had the big reveal of the team and partially due to COVID, but really before that, we'd had kind of just a lot of nothing, a lot of empty space, no news. Um, Mm. It seemed like it took a long time for the um, initial reveal of the team. We didn't get a lot of hints of anything and and no news. And, and, you know, combined with the other big headline, which we'll discuss in a minute, uh, it does feel to me like we finally do have some momentum and this team really kicked it from like neutral into like third or fourth gear really quickly. Uh, and that's exciting. I don't know if you guys feel that way too, uh, just because of the reveal or what you all think about that. It definitely felt like that. Like once they announced the reveal, like a month out, it seemed like it was all guns a blazing after that. Like after, after Charlotte, it seemed like they really got it together, which I don't know if that was like an endless thing where they're like, you gotta wait. I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. Well, we talked about it before how we were kind of like this enfranchised kind of down about how they weren't really doing anything putting mm-hmm. out any news that it came fast and furious and they put out a logo released the colors and they're like build up was really cool i like the build up it got me i felt pretty invested into it and then three days later we have a sporting director so yeah and i i think social media too we've seen their their social media team seems kind of fun and young and hip now instead of like silent and non-existent yeah. like they were before <laughs> so yeah, it's like that that's a big one Ian, what are your thoughts on that yeah i was going to say that's the thing i noticed the most is that their their twitter handle was uh engaging a lot more with people in st louis and even like the blues because they're in the playoffs and poking fun of them for being awake real late for some of these late games that they're playing with vancouver and it's it's been nice it feels like they've integrated very well into the city and i think even though i've seen a lot of a lot of different pushback here and there about like colors or the name. I think there hasn't been an, enough in my eyes for it to be like, oh, people do not resonate with this. I think it's just one of those like, oh, this seems kind of weird. And then by the time they have a team put together and they're on the field, I think it's going to feel um, it's going to feel really natural. I think maybe even having just that much build up time is going to make it feel all the more natural. It's going to just be like this this hole that needs to be filled. Where it's like, wow, everything around us. We got a stadium. We got we've got jerseys you can buy. We've got, you know, eventually like players on this roster and everything. We just have to see a game, you know, eventually. And I think it's going to have a lot of people frothing at the mouth to see it. I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm like, God damn, I got to wait so long, (laughs) but, uh, but it'll be interesting to see. I think, um, I think it'll be interesting to see if they kind of go the Seattle Kraken route in the NHL, which sounds like they're going to really try and engage their fan base a lot in the upcoming season with like, Hey, we're watching this game together, guys. Hey, we're watching that game together. Hey, as a fun little, like, look at, we're looking at this team for an expansion draft position. They're playing whoever tonight, you know, take a look at that game. And it'll, it'll be interesting to see if they try and like promote 
the MLS while they're building this team through through this STL City brand, you know, where it's like, hey, we really want you guys to understand who the other teams are, who our rivals might be, you know, what some of the rules are, what some of, you know, these, how we're going to acquire players. What you don't know is that they're really just employing the fans as their scouting department. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please, please go look. Tell us what you think. <laughs> Do you like them? What didn't you like about them? Yeah. I, Which I players think, stood out? To your point, though, Ian, I think that is like, that's going to be, the social media team is going to have a critical role here. Because um, they're kind of facing a weird uphill challenge, I feel like, in that they've sort of done all the exciting stuff now. Um, you know, they with the audience that they have and the and the audience they're trying to build, there's only so much excitement that they're going to get eventually by announcing you know, Tim Ream is coming to St. Louis City or, or Olivier Giroud oh, or whoever they sign. Um, you know, because they will uh, presumably have that one or two big kind of hyped up international signings. But the audience for who's going to care about that is limited, you know, assuming it's not like Lionel Messi or whoever. So they really have this two-year, what is it, like 800-day gap that they pretty much have to fill based on architecture, you know, of the stadium coming together and then just their own engagement. Cause there's not, there aren't these big reveals, you know, they can only get so many days of excitement out of hiring a sporting director or whoever the case may be. And, and in this case, that's heightened only because he seems to be an eccentric, interesting guy. So I think the social media team is going to be huge in kind of bridging that gap and, and trying to keep some of that momentum going now that they have an identity um, and getting people so that they're hyped up. I mean, it's a weird world to try and build a sports team in anyway, but one hopes and prays that by 2023 there's not going to be any restrictions on, on going to events and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, it just seems like they've got a tough challenge, but kind of a unique and interesting one to try and keep that momentum going. Mm-hmm. I so. think it'll be interesting to see how they develop. And, I mean, the fact that they hired uh, a director this quickly, you know, makes me wonder if they have anybody else like in mind that they're gonna you don't want to say they'll trickle them in because obviously these people want to be hired and want to get paid but it's like it might just be like hey we've got these guys signed but we're, we don't want to we don't want to put them all you know we don't want to hire everyone all at once we kind of want to spread it out maybe a little bit even just to get people hyped but that could have to be kind of balanced with actually building the team in a manner that makes sense i'm really interested to see like how the manager role is going to work with mm-hmm. three to build the team out because that's like such a year by year job. It's that gonna be Jurgen Quinsman. Oh my god. Please don't. Yeah, we. I mean, we've danced around the subject enough. We might as well get into the other big headline, which I think was a a fantastic one two punch of you know, hey, we've got this really cool cosmetic thing that's now official, but we're actually building the the machinations of the club itself. Uh, they announced that they hired a sporting director. His name is, I will rely on my German uh, expertise to tell you that his name this. is Lutz Pfaffenstiel, and he joins nice. us all the way from Dusseldorf, uh, the lesser Dusseldorf, Fortuna Dusseldorf. Ugh, you know, real number two in the Dusseldorf soccer rankings, but that's okay. Um, you know, if, if you haven't seen this guy on Twitter, kind of a, an eccentric dude, longer hair, just looks like you're Great sort flow. of... 
Yeah, incredible lettuce. Just seems to be your kind of happy-go-lucky. Um, you know, get get some. Uh, hate to hate to typecast Germans, but definitely get some uh, Jurgen Klinsmann vibes from our friend here. Or not Jurgen Klinsmann, Jurgen Klopp. God, that was a Jurgen Klopp vibes. That was a yeah, real it, that's the completely opposite. Yeah. They're both very different vibes. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I just I feel like. This was a brilliant hire, you know. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I, I had a, a huge knowledge of of potential sporting director hires and really feel like this guy's a, a great choice. Uh, but I think it brings a lot of immediate credibility with his background, with some of the stories about like, hey, this guy was pursued by like Enter and and uh, who was the Turkish club I've forgotten that they. Besiktas. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, those are those are big time international teams and. And he said, and this is a quote from him, I probably would not have joined any other MLS club. I don't know why, uh, but, <laughs> um, you know, he, he brings some real panache to him immediately. So, uh, Justin, tell us, who is this guy? Yeah, I mean, I was very excited because I, when they announced that, I think Jeff Ruder said that he had heard that they were going to sign a sporting director in like a day. I mean, no MLS team was going this big with their sporting director hire, so I figured it was somebody who was like an assistant somewhere that they brought in, as you do. But uh, let's, he has played for 25 teams throughout his career, throughout his playing days. He was a goalkeeper. A good 25 thing teams, you say. That sounds like a lot of teams. It was. <laughs> he played for 25 teams in 23 years. Only player to play in all six FIFA confederations, which is a quite a globe trotter. <laughs> Uh, that's, a cool, that time. I mean, that's a cool distinction, though. Yeah, I I think it uh, makes him very worldly. Mm-hmm. He served a jail sentence in Malaysia for a match fixing um. scandal that is, uh, it's very fishy about what actually happened there, in that I think they just wanted him out of the country, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, he also was threatened to be deported from New Zealand for stealing a penguin. What are your thoughts on that story, everyone? <laughs> Just leave it there. Um, he's, he's, he's very eccentric. It's not just in the looks. <laughs> I'm upset he didn't looks, bring the penguin here. That's nuts. Looks good driving a sports car. Yeah, I mean, I showed you guys. It was probably a baby penguin, uh, one of the baby blue penguins that New Zealand has. Very cute, very adorable. Who among us would not be tempted to steal that penguin? And the fact that he did, the fact that he... What with his gut instinct that he took that penguin home with him, I think lends a lot of credibility to me. I'm very happy going forward. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I do think, you know, jokes aside about some of the football <laughs> uh, history stuff there, it is kind of ridiculous to play for 25 teams. But that's a, I mean, that's an incredible base of knowledge that literally no one else has. Not that that's the be-all, end-all of scouting well or knowing world soccer well, but having that much familiarity with all of the game all around the world, being able to know what different leagues require and, and what things, you know, what makes you excel in different places, I mean, that I don't think is to be sneezed at. Um, and, yeah, you talked about it in that Guardian article I sent you all, but he was talking about how he would have probably been good enough to play, like, on a second-tier german team and been like the second goalkeeper but he would rather just go across the world and start and get playing time and have experiences so i i respect that i think that i would like to think that's the role i would have taken as well if i was a journeyman football player yeah and he also you know he was a a reporter at the 2014 people world cup so he's got that kind of 
uh, public relations history. He'll be able to communicate to um, us ignorant Americans about what he's, you know, what he's watching, what he's doing, that sort of stuff, which is, I think, a big team. And he played for Huddersfield Town, which, you know, big win for me. Um, <laughs> As a big-time Huddersfield fan? Yeah, huge, huge Huddersfield <laughs> fan. Um, just, I, I think this is a great hire. I think it just brings a lot of credibility immediately. Um, and, you know, the like you said here, Justin, the very fact that he was wanted by Inter Milan and chose an MLS team says kind of two things. For one thing, it's it's a great big win for us, but it also seems like the ownership and the team have something special, whether it's a lot of money, which wouldn't be a bad thing, or if it's really a plan and a, a vision that excites this guy and a team that he's excited to work with. Either way, to commit to... Not only to commit to joining an MLS team, which, you know, sadly still seems like a step down from a lot of international soccer, but also to commit to one that's not going to see boots on the ground on the field for three years. I mean, that's, boots on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's <laughs> big, and I'm I'm excited that he did it. I think it's a really good sign. Ian, you All right, any- now we get into his goals. Or Ian, do you have anything to say before I cut you off and just steamroll right over you? <laughs> Um, no, I just hope we hire more eccentric people or, you know, I don't know how many, how many Europeans are in our, or in the MLS in like a front office role. I'm assuming a fair amount, just because they're going to try and pick, pick from a pool of people that know what they're talking about when it comes to the sport. But I think, yeah, like we've all said, I think it lends a little credibility just, just, uh, you know, that he's European alone, but also the fact that. He's had such a such a colored career all over the place. I'm I'm excited. I'm interested. I like seeing him in the car. Yeah, I I think if I could talk to a little bit about my like enthusiasm levels after the logo revealed everything, I was like, yeah, this is cool. Like I like it. I'm looking forward to the build. But after we signed Let's, I was like, I'm all in now. That was I'm just pumped. I adore everything about this man. I think you're right. I think something about the logo was like, okay, this is cool, but it didn't like set me on fire. And something yeah. about this guy, I'm just like, all right, let's do it. We've got, like, a real person. I, I guess because it's, like, you know, with with due respect uh, to CKB, we've got a person that is, like, now a face of this club, an outward-facing face, you know, and, and Carolyn, for her many strengths, wouldn't necessarily be the charisma uh, correspondent for Tell me you weren't captivated by that whole press conference. Uh, well, you know she's she's got passion, but she uh, you know doesn't maybe have the flair of some others. So Danny Mac was holding her feet to the fire. <laughs> she was dancing around those questions. He was trying. Uh, so I agree with you. I think I think having him here just gives you a little bit of a. All right, we've got something. We're behind this guy. We're here, um, and you know, a stark departure from the uh, stiff shirts of Doug Armstrong and John, John Mazalak in this city. Um, could not. How I, are they going to get along? Put those three. In oh, there. I will give me oh, a breakfast boy. and a $200 plate and I'm there. I'll be there. I'll pay any price to see those three talk sports. Let's do it. So you want to talk about his goals a little bit, Justin, or show? He talked a little bit about his goals with the team. The first, obviously, being to hire that soccer ops sta- staff. Uh, luckily, this is where we have that extra year that they pushed off as 
unfortunate as it is, it's nice that we can kind of build out that group from like the ground level from the academy level upwards. Uh, set up an academy system. They actually talked about getting rid of the pay-to-play model, so making soccer more available for kids in St. Louis to play, which I definitely appreciate. Having cousins who came up through the Scott Gallagher system and you know all the select soccer in St. Louis that does get pretty pricey, so to like have that idea of a free academy system just for someone in the city seems pretty good. I like that. I like the idea. Yeah, I think. About- uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I think that that's very noble, and I think it's it's going to be a real win for this city if they do. And we'll talk more about the the STLFC fallout in a minute here, but. Just setting that up, you know, there are, there's a huge youth. I mean, that's why we part of why we call ourselves the soccer capital is there's a huge mm. youth game element here. It's all over the city, um, and there are great programs like Scott Gallagher, like some of the others. Uh, but doing that in a way where kids can play, and especially you know, city kids or or kids from lesser privileged neighborhoods that are able to be able to join and. And, you know, we've got a, a lot of immigrant families in the city who have a lot of history with the game and, and will probably be pretty spectacular if given the chance to play at the same level and with the same training as, as some of those other kids in, in the pricier programs. And so I think that would be a huge win if he gets it set up right. Yeah, and there's obviously a lot of, like, coaching talent in the city to be able to have so many, like, successful traveling teams and things like that. And if you can just access another level of kids. And the fact that, like, soccer probably – you know, sports should be free to play when you're a kid. So yeah, I like I like the model from an idealist standpoint. The one and only Al Trist is a, a coach in the city or was before. Uh, I guess he still is. I haven't checked in in a while. Probably. <laughs> Big deal. Okay, so you had some choice quotes that I want to kind of get to that I kind of liked. Said, "I'm confident that we'll be able to build a club." deep in talent from the youth professional from the youth to the professional level and competitive on a yearly basis. So I like the idea that they're talking competitive soccer from the get go. Uh, Our goal would be to develop homegrown talent. I like that and identify and pursue international players to build a club that is diverse, highly competitive and probably represents the St. Louis region. Thoughts, thoughts on point number three. I love it. I mean, I think the, the idea of being competitive with, you know, jokes aside, Cincinnati kind of set the low bar for joining a league. And I think nobody wants that. And I think honestly, you know, with due respect to the league, that it's not, there's not enough competition here that you should be completely merciless, you know, helpless in your first year. You should be at least competitive, at least be able to step onto the field and play 90 with, with the rest of the teams and in the playoff league. soccer isn't unattainable yeah yeah exactly and so you know it's not like you're stepping into premier league and you've got to stare down liverpool in week two or something or or arsenal or some really established club so even even as good as portland or, or sounders or or whoever toronto might be colorado rapids colorado rapids <laughs> even as good as real salt lake might be um you gotta you still got you still want to have a team that you're not embarrassed to to put on the field. And I think with that extra year to develop and build and scout and all of those things that can only help. 
Yeah, I had two goals I was looking forward to. One with the logo re- revealed to be better than Chicago, which we succeeded. That wasn't uh, with, hard. But yeah, and then the second goal is to be better than Cincinnati in our first year, and second year, and third year, uh, putting a team together. I like. Uh, which I think they're already ahead of schedule. So I like the lofty ambitions, Jess. <laughs> really setting the bar <laughs> high for yourself. Those are my two goals. As long as we jump over that bar that's on the floor, it'll be good. <laughs> Ian, you got any thoughts on that quote? Um. I mean, I don't know, it just seems I enjoy the fact that they're already talking about being competitive, which I know they're going to do anyways, but I think in seeing expansion teams succeed uh, in the NHL, or at least the one that's most recent, it's it's nice to hear that because you don't want to be in the doldrums of being one of those expansion teams that just sits there and has to pay their five-year you-suck tax, uh, <laughs> five to ten-year, you know, five, God willing, Um and I think that's really good because I just like hearing that they're going to try and look for like even just local talent. I mean, I think we get a fair amount here in St. Louis, but even in just the U.S., especially, you know, not to not to knock the MLS. We're so happy to be here. But like even in the U.S. where the MLS, you know, talent isn't fantastic compared to all these other leagues. I think you have U.S. players that can most certainly play in this league. And I think that just will just help connect new fans to the sport. Sergeant. Didn't the... Uh number one pick in, in last year's paltry and, and unaptly named Super Draft come from the area, Justin? Didn't that is correct. That? So. He was a Scott Gallagher and STLFC Academy product. So, uh, Nashville. fantastic. Hot Playing head. for the six strings. Ian, real quick, I'm never going to, I'm not going to acknowledge that you said that. <laughs> Ian, uh, do you happen to be wearing a, a Dragon Ball Z Goku shirt right now? I do. Slightly out, slightly no judgment. I just saw the logo for a second, and I was like, I think I know what that is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is a pretty good badge. I mean, this is a pretty good soccer badge. Yeah, no, no, so it like, definitely is. Like, everyone would know what it is. It's not, I mean, it's infringing on something, but, you know. <laughs> we should have everyone would love it. Us and made it red and blue. Yeah. Anyway, hey, sorry for that talking. interruption. I just didn't oh, fine. To it, it need to be so, said. It need to be Don't worry. Some guy, so. some guy asked me the other day on the street, or didn't ask me, he just exclaimed, nice shirt to me. While I was wearing this and like in a happy way. And I still was like, is, is he like the shirt or is he making fun of me? <laughs> Maybe that's what all those people thought when you said, you know, oh, I like the Maple Leafs or whatever. <laughs> in the hall. Uh, my anxiety makes me like cringe anytime anyone like says anything in my direction on the street. Ian, so I really feel for you. <laughs> yeah, okay. I get that too. Okay. So next up on the block. He said, after looking always a lot, all right, so that's weirdly phrased, but after looking in the international and global scene, once I saw what is possible here in this town with this club, for me, it is one of the most exciting projects in world football at the moment. Do you have the same sentiment? Do you feel like this is the most exciting project in world football at the moment? Internationally, we're speaking, Stephen and Ian. I don't, (laughs) but I love that he does. Like... (laughs) You know, I don't think he's being insincere there. I think the the idea that he got offers from I think he's just bought in. Inter Milan, you know, if, as an outsider, I would be like, of course, I want to go work at, at Inter. But the fact that he didn't and he really seems like, you know, people have different interests. And maybe he's more interested in, in building something from the ground up and really creating development and creating history uh, in a way that, you know, those clubs don't have the opportunity to ever do again because they're 120 and 150 years old. Yeah, I, take that, Europe. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, when I take a, a team in FIFA, I'll often pick a, 
a lesser known team and try to build them from nothing rather than just starting at the top level with uh, Chelsea or, or Man U or, or Liverpool or whoever. So, you know, I'm sympathetic. I get it. I'm basically the same is what I'm saying. That's basically yeah. my exact life <laughs> experience. So, Real life football manager. That's right. <laughs> And then lastly, he said, MLS is a league I always follow closely. In Germany, we have so many American players doing well, like Weston McKinney, like Josh Sargent, and like Zach Steffen, who I bought to Dusseldorf, and we had American young- youngsters at Hoffenheim. So took a last second to plug the fact that he was the one that brought uh, Zach Steffen to Dusseldorf, and I appreciate that as a big Zach Steffen fan. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, Germany is, is, along with the Premier League, probably the two biggest leagues for American exports. Um, and, you know, I think, I think that's, that's how you build the, build the MLS and the American game simultaneously is by having some so of those stars. We, and, we and like it. We stand. Uh, slight concern that he jumps around a little bit, but I'm going to look past that right now because I'm excited and I'm ready to see him build the team. Do you all have any concerns? Are there any concerns about this? Are you optimistic? I definitely felt your concern, Justin, when I saw all the different places he'd been. It was like, oh, he's worldly. And I was like, or is he really like, you know, this league, soccer world's, uh, you know, biggest journeyman? And I was like, that's that's fine. That's fine for us, though, I think. I think even if he was here and he brought some expertise and, kick this team off and then decided however many years down the road, you know what, I want to do something else. I'd, I'd be thankful that he was here and he, he helped build it to start. But yes, I suppose there's some concerns. I was like, oh, you kind of done everything, haven't you? Are we just another thing on your list? <laughs> We're just a notch on his bedpost, Ian. I don't know. I, I oh, think, uh, I mean, I, I understand that concern, but I also feel like because of the circumstance he knows he's inheriting, it kind of goes against that. Like he doesn't like he knows he's coming here to for a project that won't even be really started for three years. So it seems mm. like he's not going to come here for like a one or two year stint. Um, maybe he has gone from his youth to his middle age and has decided that now is the time to settle down. Uh, we can only hope. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, I, mean I, I get the concern for sure. I don't think it's it's imaginary, but I'm hopeful that it's uh, not a problem here. You looked at it, it went from like scout to scout to like scouting director and then the sporting director at Dusseldorf. So it makes you think that like maybe he's just looking for this job and now that he has it, even if he stays for like five years, that's enough time to like establish a legacy, especially when you built the team. So, yeah. I mean I'm if cool you look that. at any American GM, five years a pretty long stint a lot of times, yeah. you know. So <laughs> unfortunately for them. So that wouldn't be the end of the world. So we put it out to the STL City SC Twitter. I asked, how are you feeling about the name colors, Crest, now that we have a sporting director? I asked, are you feeling better now? I phrased that badly. Uh, 46.3% said yes, 22% said no, and 31% were more curious about the Penguin story. Uh, But I think that's a success. I think that speaks to that feeling that we had, that people are feeling better uh, post-sporting director hired than before. And post Milan. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's, it's really that one, two punch of like, okay, we've got, we've got some juice now, you know, we've got, we've got a team, we've got a name, we've got an identity, but also we've got a guy, we've got a guy who's doing, who's at the wheel, who's, you know, really, really our first soccer operations hire, our first official guy who's going to be building the team as such as we'll see it on the field. Um, 
I just think that's that's really exciting, and so I'm I'm psyched. All right, shall we torture Ian now? Yeah, of course. I think it's only appropriate. Ian, are you ready? All right. to this is a real man. Oh, right. the first question. He's real. He's a real guy. I know it. <laughs> you know that this guy's real. All no. right. So the quiz today, it's defunct USL teams are defunct Major League Lacrosse teams. It's going to be really fun because uh, surprisingly, early 90s, 2000s soccer teams have a uh, very similar naming convention as Major League Lacrosse teams. So I hope that you'll find that correlation as I did. Let's get started here. The Columbus Land Sharks. That's the first team on the quiz. Ian, the Columbus Land Sharks. Is that a defunct U.S. soccer team or a defunct Major League Lacrosse team? What are your thoughts? Um, well, they're both. Well, it's tricky because they both play on land, so neither <laughs> <laughs> are an aquatic sport. So you got me there. Yeah, so that's gonna. Um, no hints. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go lacrosse team. That's correct. You are one for one so far. But uh, shout out to our friends, Brian and me, for their Columbus Land Sharks, who are now defunct. I'm sure they're crying about it. Uh, <laughs> next up is the San Diego Flash. San Diego Flash. Is that a defunct USL team or a defunct Major League Lacrosse team? Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a defunct soccer team. All right. Ian. Two for two. Oh How do you feel about Ian's Ian's perfect streak so far? I think it's gonna fall by the wayside very quickly. I'm not kind of all right. They're fast like the Flash, and they run like the Flash because, like in Lacroix, and oh shit, they both run. You uh, <laughs> you flip a coin twice, you've got a 25 percent chance of getting both predictions right. So, okay, that cool. moves us on to the Edmonton Rush. Edmonton Rush is that a defunct USL team or a defunct Major League Lacrosse team? Edmonton. Edmonton. It wasn't oil in the name. It wasn't the oil rush. Although it probably was. Probably oh, they probably shortened. Jesus. <laughs> um that is a soccer team. Oh, first one wrong. That is a major league lacrosse team. First one down the drain. For this next one, we'll stay up in Canada. We'll stay in the Great White North for the Toronto Lynx. Toronto Lynx. There's a lot of links up in Toronto, I hear. Is that a USL team or a MLL team? This comes before or after the, the Minnesota Lynx or the Minneapolis Lynx, whatever the hell they just, call themselves. It's got to be Minnesota. They just all say to be Minnesota. sure, just to be clear, this is L-Y and X, right? Not a, not a golf club that you've thrown in That here. is correct. It's L-Y and X. <laughs> <laughs> could see you playing a little, you know, a little joke on Ian. Just, to, just wanted to have his back there. You got it. You got it. Um, this is a lacrosse team. Ooh, a two wrong in a row. That is a defunct USL team. The Toronto Lynx are no more. My Lynx played mm -hmm. soccer. Their logo is a Lynx exploding out of a soccer ball. So <laughs> I was gonna be exploding. That was an unfortunate. Unfortunate accident. I'm not sure how it got in that soccer ball to begin with. Next up, we have the New Jersey Storm. I also want to mention that both leagues had five teams named Storm, so this uh, makes a little bit <laughs> <more> different. <laughs> um, but the New Jersey Storm, is that a USL defunct team or a Major League Lacrosse defunct team? It is a lacrosse team. That is correct. Three out of five, 60% so far, not bad. Next up, the great state of Minnesota. We have the Minnesota Thunder. Thunder. 
again, Minnesota, not a city name. I assume it's in Minneapolis. Could be St. Paul. Who knows? They love Minnesota. I love just saying Minnesota. Minnesota United, in fact. Um, Thunder. That's a lacrosse team. Ooh, this was actually the precursor to Minnesota United. This is a defunct USL team. Three out of six so far. All right. See? Moving on. Right back to flipping coin averages. Right down the drain, Ian. Come on. You're better than that. Or maybe that's just what I know, you know? We know that Portland likes to, to chop a lot of wood. So the Portland Lumberjacks, is that a oh, defunct Major League Lacrosse team or a defunct USL team? Yeah. And to clarify, Lumberjacks is spelt with an X here. <laughs> that would be lacrosse. That is a early 2000s Major League Lacrosse team. Yes, that one is a, a bit easier. Lumberjacks. <laughs> so obvious. Yeah, they're both carry shit around. <laughs> they both have tools. Very on brand for Portland, though. I like that the Portland Timbers and the Portland Lumberjacks could have been dual teams back in the day. All right. Next up, we have the San Jose Stealth. The San Jose Stealth, is that a defunct Major League Lacrosse or a defunct USL team? Uh, That is a soccer team. No, that is a Major League Lacrosse team. Or back down to each other with sticks. <laughs> I think their their goal was to be stealthy. Maybe they didn't want to be heard nor seen. A real so they, so they went away. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have the Virginia Beach Mariners. Virginia Beach Mariners. Oh were were they a defunct USL team or a defunct Major League Lacrosse team? I believe they moved to Seattle. Um, <laughs> started playing baseball. <laughs> much more successful. Uh, they are a lacrosse team. That is incorrect. Oh. That is a defunct USL team. Four out of nine. Wasn't violent coming, enough, you're right. Yeah. Coming down to the final question, the one that hurts the most. STLFC, is that a defunct USL team, assumed to be our defunct Major League Lacrosse team? Soccer team. That is correct. Unfortunately, it appears as if SCLFC will be soon to be a defunct USL team to join the many along the likes of the Minnesota Thunder and the Toronto Lynx and the San Diego Flash. Steven, please insert that <laughs> meme music from when those people are like carrying the casket. You know? <laughs> please insert that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Consider it done. The casket okay. dance is in right now. It's playing. Y'all can't hear it. Excellent, I love it. Uh, <laughs> as uh, as Justin discussed there and alluded to, um, the big casualty, we shall say, of um, the expansion of MLS into St. Louis, apart from that patch of uh, concrete and that those couple of highway exits that were... Hey, I used that highway exit. That's right. <laughs> So, you know, the second biggest casualty, perhaps. Um, The primary residents of Soccer Park in Fenton slash Valley Park uh, will be no more in the future. Is it after this upcoming season, Justin? Is that the idea? Yeah, so we'll know by August 30th because, according to Jeff Rodier, did a lot of the hard work on this, but USL teams have until August 30th to declare if they're going to take part in 
uh, in the 2021 season or not. And by all in by all warning signs, it appears as though SDLFC will not be competing. They have not. So, um, you know, this is a, a subject I want to handle with some delicacy because there are some real passionate SDLFC fans out there. Uh, and I would never disrespect anyone's sporting passion. I think that's fantastic. Um, you know, we won a lot of that for this MLS team, so why would I possibly uh, dunk on it for the STLFC team? I know that this sucks for some people that have really put a lot of their heart and soul into STLFC. Um, and, you know, I, I would say nothing to those people except sorry, but I hope that they are on board for this new big thing you know i think i think the people i want to dunk on a little bit are the people uh who are more the mindset that like f you ckb for doing this and because you did it like i'm i'm done i'm not i'm not coming to any any mls games i'm not supporting this team i'm not doing x i'm not doing y it's uh i told you earlier justin it's, it's really reminiscent of to me of someone who has like a game they really love on the PS2, uh, PlayStation 2, and they're mad at the PS5 for not being backwards compatible and supporting their little disc that's uh, 15 years old uh, because, you know, Sony is building this bigger and better thing and, and it's new and it's shiny and yeah, it doesn't do every single thing that you want it to do, um, but it's it's a growth. It's I mean, it's a thing that's growing, you know, and... and I don't have a, I don't have, I have a lot of sympathy for the people that really care and are losing something they really love. I totally get that. What I don't have a lot of sympathy for is this attitude that like S, that like St. Louis City, uh, the MLS team or the organization has done something wrong, has wronged these people in some way. Of course, I don't know every bit of the story and I'm not behind the scenes and I, you know, all that stuff. But um, yeah, I don't, I want to hog all the time. I just feel like, it sucks that this isn't going to be a thing where, where both things can coexist. And, and I get that, you know, maybe they could have used this team as, as sort of their feeder system and, and built their youth clubs and, and development program around it. But also it makes a lot of sense to me that they don't want to do that and that they, you know, that they want to build something new. Uh, if blues fans know all too well, if there are any listening that, uh, not having control over your development team really can suck, and it can lead to a lot of unexpected complications and a lot of uh, sudden unexpected turns and twists. And so uh, with all of that said, I'll let either of you speak. I just think I, I'm sympathetic, but ultimately not that impressed by the arguments about <laughs> why this shouldn't happen. Yeah, I think like a lot of that feeling comes from like initially – when the MLS team was announced, like they had thought that STLFC was going to be welcomed under the umbrella because Kavanaugh was is involved both groups and like at one point there is a PowerPoint slide that like had STLFC under the umbrella as part of the like USL arm or what have you. Like it sucks. Like all the for everything I know, like everyone involved with STLFC are great people. Like when I wrote that Zach Steffen article, like Brian Jones got on the phone and called me when they were on the bus like up to Indianapolis. So it's like it's not that you know, it's nothing personal. Like they, it seems like a great organization. The people involved seem like really good people, but at the bottom line, like there's an MLS team coming here in three years. It's probably not like financially feasible to field the team for two years. It's kind of like a lame duck team, especially if they're not getting absorbed into the MLS side. So it sucks not having pro soccer for 
two years or whatever it's going to be. And like, I, I know that's part of the argument too, but like, I think it's probably better for the MLSI that they get those two years to kind of build up our image, build up our like soccer foundation without having like the, the shadow of the SCLFC team are like worried about how the Academy is going to be set up when SCL, you have to worry about SCLFC's Academy as well. And like all the little complications that come from that. I think it's probably better for the long term of the MLS team that SCLFC isn't there. And maybe when MLS is looking at it, they're like, this is a team that's only been around for six years. It's a team that's only made the playoffs once. Like there isn't, it's not like this institution that's going away. It sucks for St. Louis soccer, but it's, I can see why it wouldn't necessarily be that big of a deal when you don't have that personal connection. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off again. I want to let no, you you're speak, good. but, um, <laughs> I, I think that just because this is happening doesn't mean that it's necessarily the, the death of soccer at Soccer Park or, you know, second tier soccer in St. Louis forever, I don't think. I think this is still going to be something that the MLS club very much wants to be a part of their development. And, you know, they want these youth clubs to feed into something and they want to build that out. But, you know, like I was saying with the Blues, I don't think I don't think it's wrong of them to want to have some control over that, even if Scott Gallagher is, um, you know, or not Scott Gallagher, even if uh, Tom Tom Cavanaugh, is that the person I want, Justin, is part of both clubs. Um, I just think it's it's fine that they are part of the same thing and, and that they want to build their own things, so... Again, I'm I'm sympathetic to the people that feel differently and want the club to stay the same, um, but I think it's it's part of the change process. Yeah, you get used to having. I I think like I get it. They're used to having like the small club where everyone is super accessible and like answers your questions and is open with you. And MLS is decidedly like not that. So like I understand why people and people that are involved with the team would be upset and like disappointed and like sad or like grieving at a certain level. But I of think course. like look back on this in five years and it's not going to matter as much. Right. And the people who really know the club probably know people that are affected by this and know players that are affected mm-hmm. by this. I get it. I mean, right. I totally get all of that. It's just the reality of like, they're building a bigger thing and it's hard to coexist. It's hard to, you know, it's, it's not like, like if they'd moved an NHL team to Quebec City, the Quebec Ramparts would probably be affected. They're a junior level team in Quebec, but it's not like they'd just be overrun because they're still feeding into different things and they're run by very different organizations. Um, the USL is is obviously very tier two to MOS and and it's always kind of a fleeting proposition to build a team in that league and in any league that small. I think it's always something you should kind of hold with an open fist to not be too cliche because you never know what's going to affect it and teams are going to have plenty of time uh, surviving COVID anyway without the MLS complications of this particular situation. So, mm. um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a ton yeah, to Maybe it's here. more of an indictment on like MLS or U.S. soccer in general as it is on like this particular ownership group and you're kind of like taking out the anchor on them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's definitely not CKB's fault or um, Kavanaugh's fault or, you know, it's not anyone's fault. It's not like a malicious thing. That's You know, it's I not like they're out fault. to get St. Louis uh, FC. 
Um, but it's just kind of the, the casualty of doing this business and, and building what they want to build. And, and I think hopefully other than for a few, um, you know, bitter clinger type folks, for lack of a better word, I think hopefully it'll, it'll abound to all of our benefits in the long run and it'll be a better, better city and a better soccer culture overall. Ian, uh, Justin and I have kind of hogged the microphone here. Do you have thoughts on, on any of this or? Give us your thoughts, Ian. Your angry, I'm, upset of feelings about the fact that you're losing St. Louis FC. Uh, I'm glad that you and I went to go see a, a game there. I'm glad that we got to see that team play. Um, and I was kind of looking forward to hopefully getting to see them play some more, you know, to kind of whet my appetite for, for MLS coming to St. Louis. And it's, it sucks just on a personal level that we won't be able to do that. But I'm sure there'll be, I don't know if there'll be something in between uh, that league and MLS, you know, in the meantime, or if we're ever going to get, I don't know, do we still have indoor soccer here at one point or another? I'm sure there's, there's ways. Oh, ways we have indoor soccer. soccer. Uh, the ambush still play out at St. Charles family arena. And I'm oh, surprised really? you don't know that. <laughs> yeah, we should go. I want to get an indoor soccer. Um, but yeah, but I understand, like you guys said, people's frustrations with it, if they're really tied to this team and anyone that actually like has a job to this team for sure. But, it would be, it would be a little sad for me if people didn't jump on the MLS wagon just because of this, you know, kind of kerfuffle where it's like, yeah, it's unfortunate, but it is soccer. It's for everyone to enjoy, and it's something that I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see people trying to gatekeep like they kind of already were when this team, both these teams were kind of in existence in the way that, as much as you can say that they were. Uh, with people saying, you know, oh, you know, they're coming in, they're trying to take away from STLFC and all this stuff. And it's like, these are kind of two completely different things. I mean, they're both playing soccer, but it's just like, you can enjoy both. You can, you can like both. You don't have to pick one over the other. And so it stinks that um, this is kind of a decision being made for people in a way, but I think in the long run, it won't, it won't be, won't be anything too terrible. Like we said, if this is a soccer capital and they've had those, those fields down by, the Merrimack River Valley for forever. Uh, those are still going to exist. They're still going to be used. They're still, still great. Get flooded. Yeah, still <laughs> going to get flooded. There's nothing to do about that. Uh, it's still a great like soccer culture around here. I'm sure there's there's ways for people to enjoy it while MLS is is headed here. You can go to you can go to SLU games, right? SLU's like a big soccer college. SLU, there's uh, Saint Marie's FC, which is a like semi pro team. Um, so there are you know there is soccer. It's not the same, but. And also, you know, if you have the long-term vision of this, and I don't want to be too cheesy or, or overblown, but, you know. Overblown. Blow it way out for us, Stephen. All I'm saying is the, the well-known world soccer clubs, as we alluded to earlier, have existed for 100-plus years. So mm. we're at the very start of something, and I don't know that any MLS team will ever have the panache or the, or the history of a, of a top Premier League club or a top German club or any of that, but, like, we're starting something that would love to get there, you know, in 60, 80, a hundred years. Um, and you, you know, maybe you have to break a few eggs along the way. And that's a horribly unfair way to describe what people who are really invested are losing. Um, but it's just, I'm just kind of like, I, I understand I'm selfish cause I want the MLS club and I'm not that invested in FC. So I get it. I get why people mm. who listen to this might hate what I'm saying, but 
Um, I would just really my encouragement we're little, is we're a little biased towards the MLS team, and you know if you're a little biased towards the SLFC that as in their current iteration, then yeah, you're probably going to be a little bit upset with. Yeah, I think my only opinions. encouragement would be you know feel as upset as you want to feel, um, you know, but give this organization a chance, give this this group a chance to earn your trust and earn your excitement and, and don't abandon the MLS team just because you see them as the obstacle to the USL team, because, you know, ultimately that's just not going to be fruitful. I don't think for either of us, either side. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> well, we have finally had an episode where we had almost exclusively St. Louis city, uh, MLS news to talk about, which is really exciting. Um, anything else you'd like to mention? The Portland Timbers, uh, did they ultimately win the MLS's back tournament? Portland Timbers beat the Orlando City. My team. And, That's my pick. Yeah, that was a real SDL podcast derby in the MLS. MLS is back. Final. Uh, just hit some news and notes. Rose Lavelle is going to Manchester City. I didn't put those in the notes, but that just happened today. Um, their oh. women's team. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm happy, but you know, sad that she's leaving the states. We have we got to see angry Pep angrily drinking water. Uh, I could, and if someone's listening out there, please just give me this one thing. I want a Twitter or Instagram account just solely focused on Pep Guardiola angrily drinking water bottles. It's my favorite thing in the world. Just that's all I want. <laughs> I think we can do it. I think that Twitter account. I'm surprised if it doesn't exist already, but it should certainly. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just not looking hard enough. <laughs> at Pepwater, set it up. Somebody yeah. will think it's a new brand and, and buy out all the stock too. So it's a win. <laughs> so with that, you had PSG beating our beloved Red Bull Leipzig today. And then uh, they'll play the winner of Bayern versus Leon, which means they'll play Bayern in the final. I uh, I think that that's going to be a bloodbath. For, for yeah, uh, Bayern is really good, and they they're just like a they just know there's nothing. They beat Barcelona eight to two. Like that's I don't uh, there's nothing else you can really say about it. <laughs> it strikes me as a team. I don't know if I've said this before, but it strikes me as like the kid brother of like the super elite uh, European teams. It feels like they're on that level because they can spend on the level of like. Mm-hmm. Barca and and the top Premier League clubs and and uh, you know uh, Bayern and and everybody else in, in that tier, but it feels like their results never quite measure up to that. I don't know if you feel that way or not. Yeah, I think. Well, I think there's the argument that like France as a league isn't that strong yeah. outside of like Lyon getting it this far, because so that's kind of a like miracle for them to be here. But like the idea that they don't play that tough a competition, whereas like. Bundesliga, La Liga, Premier League are playing like top teams week in and week out. So I think it kind of like sharpens your iron a little bit more. Yeah, that's you could almost say. That's that's fair. I mean, you can make that argument both ways to some extent. Yeah, I think I understand. Maybe that. they're just not as good, but here they are in the final. Got uh, NLD Maria has been really good, and of course you have Neymar. So they have a really good pretty front good three. Pretty good at that, yeah. and. Uh, Kylian Mbappe is also French, and he'll uh, play for St. Yeah. Louis City FC one day. So, let's see. So. Call my shot. <laughs> Bring him in. Ian is going to personally fork over the 120 million pounds that will take to make that a possibility. So, um, should be no problem. We got this covered, folks. So, until that day, 
Uh, we've got a team. We've got a crest. We've got everything. We've got colors. We've got a lot to be excited about. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of a lot to talk about on Twitter and and on the podcast in the weeks and and months. And oh yeah, I'm sure this will be a nice, pleasant conversation when this episode comes out. So ready for it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, we do have a hard stop for Justin's virtual heart surgery. Hard stop. Um, but we're there. I mean, we're done. So we've reached the finish line. We don't have to hard stop. We can soft stop. So any of you, anything else you guys want to mention before we get out of here? I'm going to go find whatever penguin is locally. I think that would be the closest to the Kansas City Zoo. I'm going to break in and take one and keep it in my bathtub. So that's what I'm about to go do after I do my virtual heart surgery and uh, let you guys know how that goes. I love it. I think I think the penguin and puffin coast at St. Louis Zoo would be really easy to grab and one. And they kind of almost walk out from time to time. Yeah. So you could definitely. It'd be easy to nab one. The escape would be, you know, because it's a long way from there to any cars. So that would be that's a challenge. True. I think what you do is you grab one, you hop on the roof of the railroad, you take that to the um, main building, you don't go up the ramp, you go through on the lower level, and then you run up the stairs, then you're straight out onto the main Dragon Forest Park. And half the time, no one's even paying attention to that building anyway, so... Yeah, you're straight out onto the main Dragon Forest Park, Mm -hmm. you have a getaway car waiting, I'll be driving it, that penguin will be perfectly comfortable in a 2010 Pontiac Vibe. And uh, we'll be back in Kansas City in no time. And we'll be future. We'll have a luxury ride. From animal control. So I think we're done. Uh, Ian, you can be the uh, the penguin feeder in the back seat if, if you're down with that. And we'll, we'll That's an important care. job. Yeah. I'm, All sure right. they, I'm sure they eat cheese buffs. So uh, <laughs> until we report our next episode from uh, Animal Prison, uh, that's all for us this week. St. Louis City, we're, uh, we've got a team, and I'm excited about it. We're thanks. a team. That's right. Thanks, Pierre Dorian, and thanks, everybody else. Have a great night. What's your name, little girl? What's your name? Shouldn't you stay, little girl? Won't you do the same? Back at the hotel, Lord, we got such a mess. It seems that one of the crew had a go to the one of the guests. Oh, yeah. Well, holy said we can't drink in a bar. What a shame. Won't you come upstairs, girl, and have a drink of champagne? What's your name, little girl? What's your name? Shame. What's your name?